Hey, thanks for checking out our show. If you like what you hear, we have tons of additional content at patreon.com slash the media lunch break. I will do what I please when I please. Yeah, keep it going. How I please where I please. Yes, yes. Mm. Did I say that one already? Doesn't matter. Keep going. Why I please. Yeah, there it is. And to whom you please? Oh, no. Uh, but I was going <laughs> to volunteer for that one. Yeah, I know. Yeah. That's why I said no. Yeah, no. Doesn't matter if you say no. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Getting it right into it. Right Consent into it. Consent jokes right at the beginning. Yep. Yep. <laughs> Jesus. Jesum, Lord have mercy, Chris. I believe it's pronounced Jesum. Jesum. <laughs> Jesum. How are you? I'm good. Wait, hold on. No, I'm thinking if that's a lie or not. Oh. Uh, no, I'm okay. I think yeah. I'm okay. Okay. Yeah. Nice. Okay, moving on. <laughs> okay, sorry. No, no, I was also pulling up notes and things like that. Okay. I'm myself such a great... I feel like I had, like, an announcement to, to put up front, but... I don't remember what it was. We were on some people's Spotify wrapped, which is yeah, cool. Yeah, that's cool. That was really cool. Thanks, everybody, yeah. for sharing that with us. Yeah, that was awesome. Uh, how are you, by the way? Oh, thank you for asking. You're welcome. I'm fine. I don't know. I'm fine. Okay, cool. Yeah, cool. Thanks. We're starting um, this off like just... I know. I Listen, I'm vertical. At a solid five and a half. That's, that's where we start. Any day that I'm vertical is a good day. Ooh, well, I don't know. There are some days when you're horizontal is a good day. Any day that I'm horizontal is either a much better day or a much worse day. That's true. That's very true. <laughs> that's a good way to look at life. <laughs> yeah. 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 I'm, pl- I'm taking the safe route by being vertical. Yeah. I see what you're saying. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No risk. Well, less risk. I mean, if you're vertical, you have the potential to become horizontal very fast, and that could be both good or bad as well. It's like Schrodinger's sex. <laughs> I don't want to think about that guy having sex. That guy does some weird stuff with cats, okay? It's his Schrodinger's horizontal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We got a Christmas tree. Look at that. Look, we got a Christmas tree. Wait, where is it? There it is. Look at that. Wow. It's like the Charlie Brown one. Yeah, it is. I got one too, but it's not. It's downstairs. <laughs> you can't see it from it's here. It's not downstairs? No, it's downstairs. I was oh, going to say it's not here, but it's downstairs. Oh, I see. Because I felt like if I said it's not here, you might think it's not in the house. Yeah, I actually would think that. I would think you had one in the backyard. Yeah. And then you make your kids, <sighs> you make your kid just open presents in the snow on Christmas Day. Oh, that's adorable, Chris that you think there's going to be snow on Christmas ever again. Oh, I thought you were going to say that it's adorable that you think I get my kids presents for Christmas. (laughs) I didn't think about that. It's interesting that I both complain that my son has too many toys and I will not stop buying him toys. And that every year it comes around and you're like, multiple times a year. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, Christmas, birthdays, Sundays, whatever. It doesn't matter, man. Yeah. Jeez, my kid's flag day list this year was just <laughs> off the charts. It's ridiculous, you know? I Not do. Labor Day, Memorial Day, mm-hmm. Rosh Hashanah, mm-hmm. Yom Kippur, mm-hmm. uh, other holidays. Other holidays for other things. I believe they're out there, too. What's the La Mort d'Artour? No. Um, that's, you didn't even make that. I think that's a drink. Dia de los Muertos. Oh, yeah. That, no, that's a real one. That one I know. Sinking the Mayo. That's that's something I used to do in college. <laughs> very good. Thank you. Thank you very much. Yeah, I thought you'd enjoy very that. Very good. Yeah. yeah. 
Should have started the show on that one, I think. No. Not good not enough. Happy. Not good enough. Not good enough. But is it ever? Not, oh, wow. You know what? That's a, that's a good point. It's a real Schrodinger start to the show, isn't it? Welcome to the media lunch break. We keep bringing bringing brunch up. To Andrew Dunn, say Hapota Andrew. Hapota. That's it. I'm not going back again. That's how it's starting today. That's it. Have you seen the video of the dog in an airplane going Hapatika Hakapatapaka? No. Everybody look that up. I don't know how you'll look it up. Just do it. Just start. So it's just start guys typing like, syllables and words until you hit it. People. It must be someone's like computer graphics final or something. And it's like this video of like a CG dog. Oh, I thought it was a real dog. No, no, no. Dogs can't talk gibberish. Oh, oh, that makes so much more sense now. Yeah. 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 Oh, Andrew. What? What are we talking about today? Chris, this week we're going to talk a little bit about the struggles of the OG pioneer of big budget superhero movies, the MCU, and offer a little bit of advice to help them get back on top. What makes us the authority on such a topic? It seems like every superhero movie in the past three years has underperformed in the box office, and no one knows more about underperforming in a box than me and Chris. Let's yeah, get baby. this started. Yeah. Do you have any thoughts you'd like to open with? Um, you know... Okay, so this is, I, I'm I'm kind of excited about this show because it's kind of a little different thing for us. We were like, let's do like an op-ed, basically, episode for a little bit. Because this has been, a lot of people are saying this is like the downfall of Marvel. Like, this is, yeah. the, this is it, everybody. This is... Like superhero fatigue. It's superhero fatigue, which I got to say, I'm not inclined to disagree with that term right now. I do kind of agree with what's going on. I don't agree. There are people out there who are like, this is the end. This is this is it. No, this is just another part of it. And I think this is the industry and the art form settling in to the fact that this is a normal thing now. And that we are going to like the way that we have, have categories like Westerns and sci-fi and action superheroes. I think it's just its own genre now. And this is what we're seeing it's kind of all settling into being the norm and things like that. That being said, I think what we're experiencing growing pains right now, but it's an interesting thing to kind of look at where we've been and how we got here. And by doing that, I think gather some ideas on like where to go next or what, what to do. Um, what are, I'm curious about, cause you were the one who kind of came up with this idea, which I think is a great idea, but I'm kind of curious, like kind of where, you're coming at for the start, like kind of what prompted this idea? Well, when we reviewed Avengers Endgame, mm-hmm. we both left with only one negative thing to say about it. Mm-hmm. And it was, I don't know where the MCU goes from here. Yes. And that was it. Like everything else we fucking loved about that movie. And 
we were right. Like I, I it's <laughs> we weren't the only ones who didn't know where to go from here. Uh, that's right. Yeah. Unfortunately, we don't get paid millions of dollars not to know at the time as well. I think I put a caveat on that as well. That was like, no, I thought the same thing after the first Avengers movie. Right. Like I left the first Avengers movie and I was like, they will never top that. Right. And then every Avengers movie after that and a few of the others in between did top it. Right. And like Civil War and Infinity War, even Winter Soul, everything by the Russos absolutely topped it and a couple others. Um, so I was hopeful that I was wrong. I don't think I was. And I, I, I'm inclined to disagree with you a little bit about superhero fatigue. Mm-hmm. I, I watched a lot of videos to prepare on this about like, what is, what's the problem? What's going on? Cause mm-hmm. Marvel is suffering with, um, not only reviews and not only, um, audience criticism, but also in the money and profits like they're not making as much money as they have in the past. And so I watched a lot of reviews on it and half of them were about how Marvel is too woke now. And that's the problem. (laughs) But I don't think that's it. And one of the videos I bring this up because one of the videos that I watched said many people compare the superhero movies of today to the Westerns of 40, 50, 60 Mm -hmm. years ago. Mm -hmm. But superhero movies aren't a genre. I think it sort of said superhero movies aren't a genre any more than Westerns were, and neither of them really were. They are a framework in which to place a genre, which you and I have agreed with Fair. quite a bit yeah. in the past. Yeah. And I think that's an interesting thing, too. And he was like, the for the most part, superhero movies use the action adventure genre. They don't have to. They There can be different superhero movies, which is one of the reasons why Joker did so well and the Batman did so well. Yeah. Um, even though you hated Joker or at least were not super fond of it. And the Batman, we both were like, yeah, it was good. Yeah, it was a good movie. Yeah. But they did super well because they were different than what people were expecting. Yes. And I don't know that it's superhero fatigue. I think Marvel has always had this problem where they. You know, they hit a home run with Iron Man. Right. And then they kept doing the same movie over and over again until the Russos came in and they started shaking things up. And James Gunn as well shook things up with the Guardians of the Galaxy movies. Right. Uh, And they got really lucky with those two sets of people. Yes. But now... The Russos are off doing their own thing. James Gunn is over at DC getting ready to fucking create a DC renaissance, in right. my opinion. Right. Uh, Marvel has to get back on their game and they're not going to do it by doing the same shit they've been doing for the past 13 years. Yeah. They have to figure out a new thing to do. And we've got Deadpool coming out. They are trying some stuff like She-Hulk was certainly different. It was a change of pace. Moon Knight was right. different. Right. But those are also their own sort of sectioned off things. That mm-hmm. do not affect the major MCU the as a scope. whole. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And so I'm interested to see if they can really put on their big boy pants and take some big leaps, give some, right. you know, big roles to small actors who they trust, bring on some directors and just let them be like, hey, man, do whatever you want. I saw another video where they mentioned that something that they were hoping for was that Eternals would have just been its own pocket universe. That had nothing to do, do with, with the MCU. MCU. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then they could say to Chloe Zhao, do whatever the fuck you want. Right. And Destroy take the, the reins off entirely. Yeah, right. Yeah. If it's you want to kill everybody. And just crack it and make an omelet. That's yeah, fine. Yeah, kill whatever. whoever you want. Yeah. None of this matters. Do yeah. whatever you want. Um, and I think that is going to be the kind of the only saving grace they can they can do. I'm worried. I, you know, I've been Kevin Feige's biggest fan for the past, like, 15 years. Sure. And I'm a little worried that he is starting to rest on what has worked in the past. And that's what I think is the biggest issue happening right now. I think, so, 
let me let me clarify when I say that I think we're in a I, I agree with people who say we're in a superhero fatigue. I think and, and maybe I'm agreeing with the term alone and not their definition of it, because to me, superhero fatigue right now is more just oversaturation. Yeah. Which is what people have been talking about a lot lately. And and that's where I tend to agree with them. I don't think it's superhero fatigue where I'm like, this is it's so much that now this is done and we've kind of moved on and this is going to be no more. I think it's fatigue in the idea of like there has been so much of it that it becomes fatiguing. Fatiguing. It can <laughs> yeah. becomes it becomes tiring. Yeah. Because it's like they assume that the audience is going to feel the way about this that we have always felt, which is like, this is not, is an event and you have given me so many events that like eventually it be- no longer is an event. It, the same it thing has been an, happening to an extent with star Wars as well. Right. Exactly. Yeah. 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 I mean, Disney is, you know, uh, is the primary culprit of, of all of this because they control all of those properties and the biggest properties, you know, DC, you're right. I think it's, it's hard to argue that, things like blue beetle or the flash or aquaman are like really contributing to to the superhero fatigue they're i mean they're superhero movies and they're coming out so you'd have to say like they're they're a part of it but it, to say that they're like a, con, a big contributor is not really the case because they you know dc has stuff come out like kind of few and far between comparatively but it becomes like it becomes like an Orwellian doublespeak. Like after a while, the definition of you know there's a the, the part in 1984 where they're saying like there's peace now because there's just been war so long that the war peace is what is there when there is normalcy and war has been going on for so long that war is now peace and peace is now war and so that's what's I think when we're talking about superhero fatigue or at least when I'm saying it it is the fact that. They want this to be an event, but I can't have every day be an event. Yeah, it's just every day after that. All right. So that brings me to a set of options that I would like to discuss as well. OK, that are potential things that might be the case. The very first thing I have on the list is what you were just talking about. I wrote here just too many superhero movies, question mark. Uh, but my next one is are there too many bad superhero movies? Because one of the interesting things with the MCU is that the first the whole first saga didn't have a bad one. Not really. Like yeah. even Iron Man 2, Thor 2, right? right? I was thinking about that is that, you know, what we considered a bad one before is really wasn't bad. Like everyone likes to shit on Iron Man 2. And I will admit it's not the greatest, but I've never had a problem with that My Boyd. Yeah, I like, need my boy. It's, it's, that's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. In some, in some, it's a movie about a man who puts metal on. Exactly. But that's what I mean. And like, shoots lasers from his hands. When they're like, ah, oh, that movie sucks. I'm like, I'm not really sure what part sucks. It's yeah. not Elon revolu- Musk. Yeah. Well, yeah. But, um, <laughs> but it's not revolutionary yeah, by, for by sure. any stretch. But also, like you mentioned, you know, one of their early problems is that Marvel would kind of do this. They would do a movie. It would go well. And then they would do the same movie and over and over again. And you could say, yeah, that's the first phase before they get to the first Avengers. But also they knew when to pivot. Like they knew when the point was of like that fatigue started to hit. So you kind of do that. Yes, you do the same kind of movie over and over again in phase one. But those are all origin stories. You in some ways are 
somewhat forced to do that. There may be better creative choices to make to craft those stories better. But for the most part, you have to tell the origin story of all those parts that you're putting together in order to put them together. And so you're kind of in a box, but they didn't know kind of when to pivot after phase one, you get start to get other movies, Guardians of the Galaxy and everything. And, and while those are origins, they're told in a very creative way, in a very different way. Well, and like you said, the, you don't have to be in the box. Even Civil War was just like, oh, yeah, Spider-Man's been tooling around forever. Right. And by the time we get to that, they're like, now we can they knew when to pivot. Yeah. And they and they can do that. But that might also go back to the people, right? Like getting James right. Gunn and getting the Russos right. and they just knew what to do. Right. I the other thing is so uh, are there too many bad superhero movies? Yeah, in a way. Cuz the ratio is way higher the now. The ratio is way higher. I agree because they are it's not that they're rushing them out. It's just the fact that it's like well, listen, here's two things. One, like to and not to beat a dead horse, but like if you have an oversaturation, your chances of getting a number of bad ones increase just the same way that a number of good ones increase but like that coin can very easily fall tails more times yeah the more you're putting out and to our perception of what a bad one is becomes more honed because you're constantly putting things out right and so like again iron man 2 not that bad of a movie. And even if it, when people considered it a bad movie, people still went in droves to see it because it's the only one out there. Right. Yeah. And so when you have the Eternals and 20,000 shows on Disney Plus and the Marvels and this and this and this and this, I can look at, you know, if I just saw one of your movies last month. And it was great. And you give me another one this month and it's bad. I can very easily recall the movie I just watched yeah. and go, that was a great movie. I don't know why you couldn't do it with this. Yeah, one. How is this dog? How shit? is this? Yeah. How did this happen? I think yeah. as well, you brought up a, a good point, even though you corrected yourself. I think you're right. I think they're also rushed. And part of that is specifically I agree with that. Yeah. Specifically the VFX, right? Like if you watch old Iron Man, the first couple Iron Man movies, the first Avenger, uh, uh, Captain America, yeah. um, the first Thor movie. These are not VFX heavy films. They use VFX to help tell the story and in interesting and unique ways in order to save costs. And it's just enough to tell the story. So now you need a team of 400 people and you're constantly, well, get it faster, get it done quicker. No, I'm not going to pay you more. What you want to see your kids get the fuck out of here. Right. What is his name? I was going to say Ebenezer Scrooge Marley, right? Marley. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, So but but yeah, they are. They're very rushed Um, compared to. Like, they're probably trying to put them out in the same amount of time they used to, but with more stuff. Right. Well, they're also, it's speaking to that and the kind of calendar of things and putting them out when they used to. There is one of my big things is, and I've said this a lot of times, there is no more buildup. There is just no more. This is not special anymore. Like, we would clamor for a Marvel movie. Yeah. You know, they would listen. They would sometimes crunch them together, like over the course of a summer. But that's because there was a year where we didn't get any Marvel movies. Yeah. If you got two or three, it was ooh, it was a boom. It was a boom. It was a nice yeah. thing. And, yeah. and because they were like, well, we didn't give you any last year. Yeah. So here's three for you this summer. And you're like, oh, my God. Yes. And let me say as well, this might help because you're you're going to get your wish. The only Marvel movie on the 2024 slate 
is Deadpool 3. It's true. But here's the other thing. Are there any shows coming out? I think not many. I think there are some. Like Echo got moved back to January. Yes. But yeah, I think yeah, it's yeah. because of the strikes. True. But the, and you're right. And maybe this is where the strike is going to be a very good thing for them. Right. Because they did have to delay a lot of stuff and now they have to space it out more. Yeah. And I think they're going to start to see, oh, this is going to feel like old Marvel again. Right. The, this is, things are an event and things are special. So you know? another option that I have is... Are there just not enough amazing superhero movies? Because we had Endgame, mm-hmm. I don't know, in fucking 1973 or whenever yeah. that came out. Yep. yep and yep, yep. that's the last time I remember walking out of a movie going like, Jesus Christ, yeah. what a film. Yeah. At least a, a Marvel yeah. superhero movie. No, I'm, I'm with you. There are other ones that have been good. No Way Home was was really, really yeah. good. I definitely cried at a few. I We didn't talk about the Marvels. I cried every time Iman Vellani was on screen. I cried during yeah. Guardians 3. But yeah. those were good to great yeah, movies. There have been yeah. good to great, but not yeah. like life changing. Endgame was like in Earth Shattering, Infinity, Infinity War, War Civil like War. Yes, even Winter Soldier changed the the whole battlefield the about what you could accomplish. Yes. Yeah, I think. Say it again. There's no more uh, amazing superheroes, right? Yeah, superhero movies. Yeah, I th- and the I think the other problem that Marvel has on top of I think it's a one two punch. I think that. There is no lead up and no kind of anticipation. And also there's just no kind of sense of direction. Because one of the things that made Endgame and Infinity War so special and so amazing to us, it wasn't necessarily in the movie. It was the fact that we had spent 11 years building towards one finite point and when we got there we were like i cannot believe we're here we finally got to the finish line and we're here and so we already went in that movie could have been anything and it would have been really hard not to be a good movie because we already were going like, listen, it's possible. I, I gave Chris a look because I don't I mean, yeah. I don't know about I don't know that that's how I would word it. But I understand it's already got some extra credit points. Yeah, you've got. Yeah, you're already going in like I want this to be good. And like, yeah. you know, when you anticipate a movie and you think it's going to be good, you start to like fill in the gaps for the movie sometimes it's similar to what we hear as actors which is you know if you're ever nervous during an audition just remember they want, want you, you to, to be, be great yeah, exactly exactly and so it's like i want this to be great and i love these people and i love the the characters and i love everything i'm about to see so i will judge it from a place of greatness and start to pare down rather than like yeah. judge it from shit and then it has to climb its way right. back up it doesn't have to win me over as hard because nope. i'm already on board. i'm already on board right and so Things like that, because there's no sense of direction. And I know they're telling us that there's going to be, you know, uh, Kang Dynasty. And I know they're saying they're going to be Secret Wars. But when they announced Avengers Infinity War and Avengers Endgame, we knew they were building to something. And we knew what it was. We, we yeah. I, and I, here's a better way to word what I think you're saying, because it's a great point. Yeah. And um I think sort of what you're talking about is 
Like, if you weren't tapped in to the background of this whole world where they've announced what the upcoming movies are and, you know, Kevin Feige's doing the press tour and talking about all the great shit they have going on and stuff like that, you would have no idea who the main villain of this story arc is. True. And we're two phases in. And at that point, we had already seen uh, in the last saga, we had seen Thanos three times or something like that. We first saw him at the end of the first Avengers movie, at the end of the first phase. And now we're two phases in. And if you're not following the extra shit going on behind the scenes, who the fuck is the main villain of this? We're just watching a bunch of people beat around. And then there's this one guy who keeps showing up. Right. There's. Yeah. And that's the thing is that think. okay, think of this uh, phase one end of iron the very end of the very first movie ever that kicked this thing off nick fury comes in and says i'm building the avengers that's it like and so we're like all right i know where we're going right now already there is a catalyst for something for something big but it's very it's a very simple idea and it's very clear idea yes and then we build it was Iron Man, Hulk, Thor, Iron Man 2, Captain America. I might have Man. two of them switched. Yeah, I think that's about no, right. Uh, There's, that's a lot. It was Hulk, Iron Man 2, Thor, Captain America. And then we hit Avengers. And at the end of the Avengers, we have a post credit scene. And it's Thanos. And so now we go, okay, we built the thing, and now we're going in this direction. And it's one clear Well, and the other direction. thing, too, that uh, another checkpoint about that that I, I think is important is that what you discover is that he is the reason for the final, the final movie in the phase. Yes, you're right. But that's what I mean. It's it's we hit a point and now this is our direct line right. and this is the next thing we're building towards. But it's it's that's an important piece too, right? Is right. that like if we got to the end of Quantum Mania and we saw some other guy who was like fine, I'll do it myself, then you're like, "Oh, he's doing it. He's, doing he's it. the bad guy. Right. He's who we're leading towards." Right. And I have no idea. But also, it's not just who we're building towards. It's what we're building towards. Agreed. You know, so we knew. And now, granted, again, when as soon as you show someone like Thanos on screen, if you're a Marvel fan, automatically you're like, oh, they're going to do Infinity. Like, you kind of like know that's the logical step. But so we still had to like if you weren't a, a, a reader and you were just doing these films as a novice, like this is your entry into these characters. You got to Avengers age Voltron. I think that's the one where he comes out and he says, I'll do it myself. I thought one? it was the end of, I don't remember. I could be wrong. <laughs> I could, but one of them, he comes out and he does it. So yeah, yeah. if nothing else, there is another de- definitive point where he go, where we go, we knew it was Thanos and now we know it's the infinity gauntlet. And like, this is exactly what we're building towards. We just kept kind of building. There was almost like an ulterior, bigger plot line just through these tiny little post credit scenes. It was age of Ultron. You're right. It was it. Okay. And so, like I said, it's just, you're constantly building, but it's a very specific thing that you're looking at and we all know as an audience we're building towards that one thing well interesting too you bring up another good point which is okay maybe the nerds know where it's going right and the non-nerds don't right the nerds have something to look forward to that they totally know where this is going the people who are just enjoying the film at least know it's heading like they they see him pick up the gauntlet and they're like wow that's important so that's a thing that we should and we're we're that's going to be important later and it fucking is which gets to another point that you've (laughs) you have rightfully complained about in the show many times which is the post-credit scenes which mean nothing now they absolutely mean nothing okay there's two pro and i actually these are like one of the big notes that i wrote down there is 
they are no longer mean anything. So one, there's two problems with that. One, they before again every post credit scene led to the to the to the next step from for the first at least two phases it re- directly led to the next step i mean end of again end of iron man fury says we're building the avengers end of hulk tony stark comes and grabs the hulk Iron Man 2, they introduce Thor. Thor leads to Captain America. Captain America leads to the Avengers. The Avengers lead to Thanos. And then we start again. And it's like, this happens, and then this happens. And then the, and, and every post credit To the point scene. where some of them, they st- I can't remember which one it is. It might be the end of Ant-Man, but one of them shows a scene from Civil War. Yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. And, but, like, um, which one was it that showed... The twins that showed uh, uh, that led to it must Age have been of Ultron. Whatever was like right before, yeah, right before Age of Ultron, I guess. I yeah, I'm trying to remember what it was. I had it in my head for a second, then and now it's gone. But um, maybe it was Winter Soldier. No, I don't remember. Anyway, but yeah, they show. But you, you, they showed the twins, and that's the next movie. Like it's just the next that you're just leading you along, small increments here to here to here to here, and now they do these post credit scenes, and they are. I don't even know what you know what I mean nothing. like I don't even know what they're I'm nothing. looking at I, I don't know what I'm looking at uh, yeah. sometimes they're nothing sometimes they're Peter Quill eating cereal right and I've said that I ranted <laughs> and raved about this like a lunatic before but one that after a while you know once in a while that's funny end of Spider-Man they had the thing with Captain America it's so good such yeah, a great, great thing because that's the first time they did that and it's a great but little- also it's because they put a lantern on it because they say like it because he comes out and he starts talking about how disappointment yes. and and because you were expecting something right but also like it's it's one that movie makes sense to do that at correct Two, it's a recurring bit in the movie correct three you're right they put a lantern on it and four it's the first time they'd ever done something like that yes. so you're like ah you got me on that one that was pretty good and i was already in that mood and it kind of fits but the problem is now all of them are that and actually they're not even trying to be funny about it they're just in earnest yeah. of just like a nothing scene and one like i like i've said before that after time really kind of just pisses your audience off and really kind of turns them off like i'm like I'm I will get to the end of a Marvel movie and now I'm like and the credits start to roll and I'm like fuck I know I got to sit through this because the one time I don't (laughs) it's going to be the post credit scene to end all post credit. I know and the credits get longer every movie and the credits (laughs) get longer every time and I'm like I got to sit through this whole thing because the one time I don't it's going to be the introduction of like fucking Galactus or something yeah or Doctor Doom or some or shit or Doctor Doom and I'm going to miss it and then um, and then I can't go on the internet forever yeah it's you know but then I wait around for it and it's Peter Quill eating cereal yeah and I'm like well fuck me again the other half of that is that they have now opened up so many loose threads. Yeah, I was just thinking about Hercules. That's the prime example for me. It's it's Hercules well, and, and it's Star Fox or Space Fox or whatever his name yeah. is. Or Charlize Theron. Yeah. yeah but even but the Space Fox, what is this? Is it Star Fox? That can't be his name, no, right? The Nintendo it. guy? Yeah. Harry Styles, right? Yep, it's Harry Styles. Let's just say it's Harry Styles. That was the longest one, yeah. I think, right? Like That's the one furthest back that has been like, so what are we doing with that? Are we doing anything? Yeah, and, and that's the thing <laughs> is that, again, each one led to the next one. So when you saw the twins in 
again, I think it's Winter Soldier, but I could be wrong. But when you saw that, it it's the end of Winter Soldier. OK, when you saw that post credit scene, they show up like the next movie. Yeah. OK, so that they directly said, like, these two are going to be in the next movie and you're going to see them again. And it's important. And also, if you were like listening to podcasts or going, if you were a, a person who's really interested in this, you would see articles about how like that's the next movie. Marvel is announced. That's the next movie in the timeline. Pre-production has started on Age of Ultra. You know what I mean? Like you would know that it's definitely coming. The last since Endgame, you get these post credit scene and they introduce the characters and some of people are like, who? And some other people are like, yeah. And they get stars to do these post credit scenes. Harry Styles, Charlize Theron, Brett Goldstein. And then it's like, what are you doing with that? And they're like, oh, look over there. Like it doesn't, you know what I mean? They're just, you know, they don't have any plans for this. And it's like, well, why are you leading? You're just throwing out all these loose threads. And I'm supposed to believe that somehow all of this is going to come back into play at some other point. I think another another point that you're sort of almost touching on, you know, you mentioned that half the people who watch these cameos are like, yeah, but are they? Is it half? Is that how many people saw the character of Clea played by Charlize Theron at the post credit scene of the second Doctor Strange movie and went, fuck yeah, let's fucking go. Like, I don't. Yeah, most people don't even know who that character is. Right. Even when Star Fox showed up, I just looked it up and that is evidently his name. But uh, when Star Fox showed up, I was like, no, but we already he was in Infinity War in the comics. Yeah. Like that was his. That was his thing. Yeah. Uh, so what are we doing with him now? Right. And it's cool that Pat Oswald is here playing his little buddy. I'm excited for that, but I'm confused about what we're going to be doing with this. Right. And Hercules as well. I was like, who gives a shit about these people? I don't give a right. shit about Hercules. I don't, yeah. He's Thor. Yeah. He's the same guy we already saw. Right. I do not give a shit about this. Show me fucking Logan or Professor X right. or something <laughs> right. and I'll lose my goddamn mind. Right. right. But right. these right. people, who gives a shit? It's more now... When they do stuff like that, it's they're anticipating the cheer based on that. It's not even that the character is is premiering, right? Like when when they again, I I use this example because it's a really good one. But when we saw the twins, nobody really knew who Aaron Taylor Johnson was or Elizabeth Olsen was. I mean, you kind like. Yeah, if you yeah, looked yeah. them up, you'd be like, oh, those people. But like they weren't recognizable They weren't faces. Robert Downey Jr. Right. So when they came on screen, people lost their minds because they went, the character. That, that's, that's really important. When Hercules showed up, when Star Fox showed up, when... What's her fake name? It? Clea? Dr. Strange? Clea? 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 Showed up. What Marvel is anticipating now is that you applaud their casting. Yeah. They're like, you know, we, we've talked about like... The idea of like find, uh, one of the things that Marvel admittedly is really good at most of the time is really good. Ca- like choosing someone just slightly off kilter from what you think should be who you should think should be in that part and putting them in there. And they're actually the best choice. And so what they want you to do is have a round of applause for how good they've done grabbing some star or something. And putting them in and pairing them up with a character. But the problem is, I don't care that much unless I know where this is going. Right. Like, I listen, 
I love uh, Brett, I know you you've never watched Ted Lasso, but a lot of a lot of people have, and 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 people know kind of know him, and. So when people saw him as Hercules, everyone was like, yeah, that's awesome. But that's all. All that's awesome is like because I like that guy. Right. And he's now paired as uh, as a character and he's in the MCU. And that's great and all. But like, it's not like I knew that he was going to be in it. They're, they're not gearing up for Thor five right. anytime soon. And I know Hercules is coming and I don't need a studio to take a curtain call like right. that. You well, know? and additionally, if that's what we're doing now, like if that's the MCU goal is to like pick a person that's going to uh, like an actor that's going to make right. the audience like lose their minds instead of the character, right. then we're going to start getting Beyonce, Taylor Swift. Like, right, but, yeah. I, and, and that's what I'm saying is like, that's not that's not the direction that we should be going. We should be going with like, oh, that's an interesting choice. I don't know who this actor is. Let me see. Sort of what James Gunn is doing with DC, where we all went right. fucking corn sweat. Who the fuck is this? And we looked at him. Yeah. And we're like, oh, OK, pretty good okay. choice. And he yeah. looks the part. And the more we find out about him, the more we're like, oh, this is going to be pretty good, actually, I think. Yeah, that's it. Well, that's the thing. If you're going to do that, then honestly, just give me. I'll tell you what, Marvel, here's what you can do. And we can all save a lot of time in our lives. Um, If you want to do that, do exactly what you're doing. But make it just a half hour Disney Plus special. Oh. And you can traipse out all the stars you want. Yeah. And as like these little vignettes of post credits. Like the Guardians of the Galaxy holiday special. Yeah. And just it doesn't even need a plot line. Just give me every post credit scene that you want for the next five years with whatever star (laughs) as some random MCU character. So we could just see them in the costume. Yeah. And then we go, oh, yeah, I saw a live action version of this guy and this guy and this person and her and their storm. And that would be cool. And that would be. And then that's it. And then you could just get all the stars. Stars, biggest stars in the world. They are, you could pay them fucking scale because they only have to work for thirty seconds anyway. They just put them in the costume. You roll them in front of a green screen, and you just you know CGI some background or something. Hell, you can have AI do it. Uh, it doesn't. Yeah, it doesn't even. <laughs> hell, even SAG will be like, yeah, just AI yeah, the things. It's fine. It, does, it doesn't matter. Yeah, and just cut uh, them a check, and then, and then we'll all go, ooh, ah, like fireworks. Yeah, and then we'll just look at like a half hour of like five second vignettes of post credit scenes with big stars that you have no intention of using with characters that no one knows who they are, but they're fun to look at in colorful costumes. That's great. And everybody gets one. Like every Marvel nerd will have one character that they hope they'll see. That's the deepest cut in the Marvel universe. And then they get to see it. And then we all go, well, that was fun. And I picked my favorite and now we can all go home. And I don't have to sit through fucking 15 to 20 minutes of name scrolling just so I could watch Harry Styles and Teal show up in, out of the shadows on a spaceship. Like, I just don't fucking care. I don't care. It doesn't, none of this matters anymore. Cause I'm like, oh, great. Where am I going to see that? And they're like, no, I don't know. And I'm like, cool. So I could have gone home now. Like, I'll, I could have waited for that. That's fine. Okay. Another option. <laughs> yes. Is, We're um, getting stuff done here. We're really solving problems. I can I feel know this. we are. This is good. I want to talk a little bit about the sway that the media has. Yes. Because I saw this graphic that a friend of mine shared on Facebook, and I was like, this can't be right. And then I looked it up, and it was right. So I just want to read some of these statistics to you. Okay. The Marvels had a budget of $220 million. Mm-hmm. It had an opening weekend of $46 million and was considered a huge failure, right? It bombed. 
Right. 220 million budget, 46 million opening weekend. Right. Killers of the Flower Moon. Mm-hmm. Budget of $200 million, opening weekend of $23 million. Mm-hmm. And that was considered mostly a success. Napoleon, budget of $200 million, opening weekend of $32 million, is considered a huge success. Mm-hmm. It made less than the Marvels, mm-hmm. and the budget was nearly the same. Okay. And so part of me is like, right, maybe, maybe a big chunk of this isn't superhero fatigue or Marvel or DC. Maybe it's inflation, the job market. Mm -hmm. People can't justify spending this much money on entertainment right now. Mm -hmm. Uh, Time. People need more jobs now than they did before. So they don't have the time to go see a movie. Right. I feel like that's a big part of it too. And the, the media I put in quotes because we're the media <laughs> lunch break. Oh, is, oh, I see what you did there. <laughs> yeah. Right. Is telling people because the numbers are all, I don't know, 200 million budget. We opening weekend woman. Right. Oh, don't worry. We'll just tell you right. the Marvels failed. Napoleon did great. Well, I think one, you got to remember that some of that is sometimes judged on actually the length of the movie because Napoleon is like three hours or something. Right. And the Marvels is what? Is it an hour and it's a short one. Yeah, it's like an hour and 45 or something, isn't it? It's like really short. Yeah, it's quick. And so some of that is going to be like, well, this is an hour 45 movie, which means it should have more screen times than Napoleon because it's three hours. You literally cannot show this movie as much as the Marvels. And so they're kind of judging it and like, okay, based on the amount of screen time that this, this thing can get and how much movie it could get. Also, Napoleon and Killers of the Flower Moon, they are both Apple movies. So there's a little bit of like, we're going to release this and get a little money in theaters. But for the most part, like this is going to go to our streaming service and be a draw for our streaming service. Whereas the Marvel's, yeah, it's going to go to Disney Plus pretty quick. But like, this was meant to go to theaters and be in theater. It was a traditional right, yeah. launch to, to basically like put this in theaters and, and everything like that. I want to bring up as well before you move forward. The first point you made, Endgame didn't suffer at all. And that was three hours long. Fair point. That is absolutely a fair point. And I'm not disagreeing with you on that. I think there I mean, I think there's something to be said for the media and maybe they're also perpetuating slash suffering from their own version of fatigue where they're just like, we kind of want to stop talking about this all the time. Yeah. And so if we say like, if we say this is a failure and other things are success, then it we can talk about this other stuff instead. You, yeah. Audience starts to go like, Oh, maybe I'll go see this stuff instead. And we get a little more even keel of, you know, not every movie is a superhero and not every big budget movie is a superhero movie and everything else has to go to a streaming service or be an indie. So, you know, I'll grant you, I maybe there is a little bit of that. I think they kind of view these things as two. It's almost like two separate industries, right? Yeah. So like anything outside of superheroes, when it makes a certain amount of box office, it gets judged with all the other movies. So Napoleon, you know, makes whatever it was. What was it? 23 million? 32 Napoleon million, made so 32. Yeah. 32 million on opening weekend. And it costs like $200 million. And they're like, yeah, for, for a prestige movie like that, that's good. For a biopic about a guy from 400 years ago from or whatever. 400 years ago. That's really good for a movie that is really trying to go for Oscar nominations. 
that's really good. The Marvels, they get judged by superhero budget. Like they get judged by superhero box office math. And so they're like, if you spent 200 million and you don't make a billion point six, you're a failure. And it, so I think, I wonder if they're judging things by, because every time you see, like, they talk about the Marvels, they're like, it's the lowest MCU opening in its history. And I'm like, great, but there's a lot of other movies that also come out. To, you know what I mean? They're yeah. only judging on this one category. Yeah. You also have to account for, like, the strikes were happening. The actors sure. couldn't promote anything. And, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. So I think, yeah, I think there is a little bit of, of media sway in that regard. Yeah, I could definitely I could definitely see that. The last question I'm going to ask. OK. Are superhero movies too woke? Fuck yes! Oh my gosh! I don't even honestly like. I keep hearing this fucking thing about woke, and then I'll see the movie, and I'm like, all right, I'm gonna, I'm getting ready for like a heavy-handed preach session, and then I get done, and I'm like, wait, was it because they're. Because they're girls? Is that what it is? Is that because there's women in this? Yeah. Is that that's and all brown can, people? And yeah, I'm like, is that? I don't really see what. Oh, and one of them about. might be a lesbian. Oh man, here's hoping. Um, Did you do you know about that? That they cut out a line or whatever. That uh, oh, that pre that um, Captain Marvel might be a lesbian. Yeah. Yeah. I or, heard or at least might be Bye. not completely straight. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Cool. Did cool, you cool. did you not know about that? I mean. You know, listen, I don't judge. Did you know about that? I, I heard something okay. tangentially about it. And I was like, this for is- anyone listening, it's uh, there was a line where um, Valkyrie shows up and one of them was like, we're much better as friends, I think. And it's like, oh, maybe they were oh, not hello. friends. Oh, maybe they were hello. enemies. Yeah. <laughs> Lesbenemies. Lesbe- oh, new term coined. Enbians. Nope. Go back to the other one. Yeah. <laughs> I have to take a drink of my kombucha to uh, figure out what I wanted to say. It gives me the power of thought. Yeah. Oh God, it failed. Um, <laughs> no, I think that's a, that's a fucking stupid argument. I think honestly, like it just, we just need to like cool it down and like, just, we, I think it needs to pair back to basics. Yeah. I, I watched one of the videos I watched that was complaining about how woke Marvel has become uh, specifically the MCU was like, why can't I, why can't I just enjoy one of your movies? And I wanted to be like, I don't know, man, why can't you just, he was like, why can't I just enjoy it without, you know, getting, getting scolded for, for being the kind of person I am. And I, I part of me was like, if you're being scolded for the kind of person you are in one of these movies, you're a bad person. <laughs> they're, they're, it's pretty. Uh, these movies are pretty cut and dry. There are good yeah. people. And like there if you are walk bad away from people. the Marvels or like yeah. She-Hulk, if you walk away from She-Hulk as like even that one is the most heavy handed one, I think that they've right. done with that sort of thing, which I loved. I thought it was right. one of my fucking favorite things that they've done. But, yeah. you know, a lot of people didn't like it. And if you walk if you walk away from She-Hulk thinking like, man, why did they have to shit on people like me so much? Change your fucking life. Hey, well, like I said, this listen, they oper- these things operate pretty pretty simply, okay? There's good people and there's bad people. And if you watch the movie and you're watching the good people and in your mind you go, if I was in this world, 
those the good people would come after me and beat me up. And why can't I just enjoy watching a movie where I don't think the main characters would beat me up? Well, if they're going to beat you up, you're the bad people. They That's made a really... movie for you. It was called Joker. Now shut the fuck up. Yeah, it's really simple. It's very cut and dry on that. And so if you feel like the heroes are against you, Look around at the other characters. Read the room. Feel are against them. (laughs) And just think, do I want to be on their side? Yeah. Is that where I want to land? Yeah. And if not, how do you get on the other side? Yeah. Do that. It's really simple. Okay. Jesus. But I don't think, like I said, I don't think that this is, you know, some people are like, this is the end. It's not. I would like to see this calm down. And I think what's happening is, like I said at the top, there, you know, for the last decade or so, it's been like superheroes, like way up, just just the numbers and, and the amount and everything like that. And the and the saturation of just in the media all over the place, which has been great. It's been something I've been looking forward to my entire life. But every time they talk to some filmmaker like Scorsese or Ridley Scott and you corner them and you kind of trick them into like hurting themselves because they're like you're like what do you think of superhero movies and they're like I hate them and then and then you're like fuck you they're, you know first of all they don't make those movies first of all Scorsese's a million years old he's a million years old also you know Ridley Scott goes on weird rants and so I don't typically listen to him but when when you know Scorsese comes out and goes, yeah, I don't think there's cinema. And everyone's like, fuck you, Scorsese. I'm like, well, you know what? He made Goodfellas. So maybe we are. Maybe we should like take what he's saying and maybe listen to it a little bit. Like, yeah, and at I, least consider it. At least give it a consideration. I think he has the uh, I think he's the body of work to back this up. Yeah. If you're you know? filming something and Steven Spielberg walks onto your set and you're like, oh, my God, it's Steven Spielberg. And he's like. Maybe, maybe switch. Three inches to the right? Yeah, yeah. just a little bit. Don't yeah, be like, fuck you, buddy. Fuck you, buddy. Yeah, you made 1941. <laughs> Shut up. Um, but uh, Is that true? Yeah, he did. I love uh, that movie. Yeah, it was his first flop. Um, oh, God. Yeah, it's the reason he doesn't do out-and-out comedies. Now. It's a good movie, though. <laughs> I've never seen it. Oh, yeah. my God. It's got Tashir Mufune, who's like the main dude from Kurosawa films. Yeah, He's I know. like I one of the so, best actors ever. And Belushi. So, and like, Belushi. Where, it's where so good. But it's just one of those things where, you know, Scorsese's going like, I, you know, listen, I wish I could get more movies just made in wide release like I used to. And I can't. And he has a fair point. And I, what I'm hoping is that we've now reached a point where people go, let's just calm it down with this. And it becomes more normal that like maybe we get an Oppenheimer and a Barbie and a Marvel's. And we can all, and that's even. You know what I mean? Yeah, like that's but the Scorsese also made The Irishman, so fuck him. That's true as well. Anyway, it's a shame we'll never see another superhero movie again. Ever again, because they're too woke. <laughs> they're too woke, and they're dumb. Yeah. End of podcast. Yeah. Should we go on to the reading assignment? Let's do it. Chris? Yes? The great thing about Marvel stories is that there are an infinite number of universes. Maybe one where Bruce Banner never became the Hulk, or one where the Avengers defeated Ultron before Vision was created. There could even be one where Charlie Chaplin helps the CIA kill Hitler. (laughs) Maybe there's a universe completely underwater. Anyway, Demon Wars is an interesting retelling of Civil War that takes its inspiration from the religion and Myths of Ancient Japan. With story and illustrations by Peach Momoko, Demon Wars asks the pertinent and vital question, 
What would happen if you watched Rashomon on shrooms? Yeah. What did you think of Demon Wars? So, yeah. So we were going to do uh, Fuhrer and the, and the Tramp. Tramp. Yeah. And uh, I could not for the life of me find this thing. And we couldn't get together. I and didn't have any time. Together. But yeah. then you were in. This is you, Andrew to the rescue. You saw this in a comic shop. And yeah. you were like, this looks I would do shout out to Under St. Mark's. I went to Under St. Mark's in Industry Ooh. City in Sunset Park. Or not Under St. Mark's. St. Mark's Comics. Under St. Mark's theater. But then you theater. also went under St. Mark's. And, I, uh, I, I know I'm, I am too. vertical. <laughs> Not horizontal. But I went to St. Mark's Comics in Industry City in Sunset Park. I got... Um, I bought a few things. I almost bought that Demon Wars comic because it was so cool. Mm-hmm. But it was very expensive. But I got um, mm-hmm. Saga Book 11, which just yes. came out. And I found Pride of Baghdad used, which is an old Brian K. Vaughn book that's yeah. out of... Uh, it's no longer in print. Can't find yeah. it. So that was cool. Yeah. So I saw that sitting on a table and I was like, what the fuck is this? This is baller. And I yeah. thumbed through it and I saw it was by Peach Momoko, who I don't know if you remember, we were at Comic-Con two years ago. Mm-hmm. I don't think you were with us yet. I think you came later because it was like right as the doors opened because there was something I wanted to get. Okay. And literally the doors had just opened and we're walking past somebody. I don't know who it is. And there's a line that is like 12 aisles long right. already. Right. And it was a line to get Peach Momoko to sign some shit. Oh, wow. I had never heard of her before. Right. About 10 minutes later, and we weren't here for this. And I'm not here for it now. Anyway, what? well, I said we weren't we weren't there. I wasn't there when this happened. But 10 minutes later, while I was off getting some exclusive or whatever, a fucking fist fight broke out over her signature. Oh, and I, I was like, here for who that, is this? Actually. Yeah, you you were the one throwing the punches. Yeah, but fuck yeah. But, I didn't but even I was, want it. I just started some yeah, shit yeah, You're like, who is, I don't know who this is, but fuck you, buddy. Yeah. Uh, for a fuck you. And Martin Scorsese was trying to get Peach Momoko's signature. Yeah, and you were yeah, like, yeah. fuck you. Fuck you. But a, a fight broke out and uh, she you made silence, motherfucker. <laughs> and she had to leave for safety purposes. And like, there's a whole fucking thing. That was the first time I'd ever heard of her. So I was like, this is a good opportunity to sit down, read something of hers. So the first time you heard of her, all you know about her is her shit starts fights. Yeah. Is that she's worth fighting over? Yeah. Wow. <laughs> wow. So anyway, um, you and I have an appointment in a, a bare knuckle ring tomorrow. <laughs> We're going to throw a copy of Demon Wars in the center, ring just, a bell and just see what happens. Come out yeah nice 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 so yeah i read demon wars and also we you and i got into a text fight about i know i I posted this on instagram too i posted a screenshot of our messages so if you're on instagram uh hopefully you saw that story because it was a fun one uh did you also read demon days the prequel not prequel but the first i did i I wish i had read it first but i did not i do too as well i read most of it. I'm not completely done. I think I'm like the last 40 pages or so, but I'm, I'm a good portion of the way through it. And now and between that and having read the sequel to it, I kind of know exactly where it's going. I definitely wish I had read the first that demon days first for sure. Yeah. Because a lot of this was like, where is it? What is this? Okay. Oh, see, I find the opposite. I understood everything that was happening. You're talking about while you were reading uh, Demon Wars. No, once you were like, what's happening? Yes. Yes. Correct. So I got everything. I was totally on board. I was able to follow everything perfectly. And I was like, wow, I really enjoyed that. Let me read the first set. And then in the first set, it's like, what is this artifact? What is this used for? And I was like, oh, she uses it. I already, I already saw how it works. I already know. I already know yeah. what it is. There's a lot of that. I, yeah, <laughs> there is a lot of that. But I will say, now I didn't find this impenetrable. That's not what I'm saying. Because again, and I'll say this about comics 
uh, generally. Like, if you read comics, you kind of are already in the frame of mind of like... You jump in. I'm in the middle of something. We'll figure it out as we go. We'll figure it out as we go. So there is that. And like I said, you kind of just go with the Mm storyline. It is very interesting what she does with the Marvel Universe. And I, I, what I kept thinking as a DC guy... So basically, this is like an like an anime version of the Marvel universe. That's a very simplistic way to put it, but it, it kind of is. And you see certain Marvel characters come up and, and it reinter- very interestingly reinterpreted through Peach Momoto's uh, uh, style and her writing. Effort. Peach Momoko. Momoko, sorry. Momoko uh, and, and her writing. And I, as a DC guy, the one thing that kept sticking with me is like, I don't know if DC would have the balls to do something like this, right? Because there are certain characters in this that you're like, Oh, that's Iron Man or that's Wolverine or that's, you know, carnage or something like very easily recognizable. And then there are others where I'm like, I have no idea who I'm looking at right now. And can you give me an example? I can't because sometimes I don't know who I'm looking at. Like, I know that there's someone, yeah. but they're, they don't use the same names. They don't use, you know, the color schemes will generally be the same. And that's where I can start to see it. There are some that I was like, I have no idea who this is. And then by the end, I was like, oh, OK. And then there's some that event that by the end, I was like, I think I know who this is supposed to and be. And that's what I'm saying yeah. is that this is they really let her go all out yeah. whereas See, i feel like dc would let someone like this do something with like an elseworld or something but here's the thing and i was going to give you a certain reading assignment but maybe i'll give you something else uh, I'll, I'll think about it but anyway at comic-con they announced that they're making dark knights of steel part two which was a, a the first one was basically a reinterpretation of the dcu but through like medieval times okay but everything is very recognizable like it's still Master Bruce. It's still the symbol. It's still everything. And all the else worlds, that type of thing, like it's still very recognizable. Who's what character where this they're just like, yeah, we'll put Marvel on it. And you could say it's a, a reinterpretation of the of the Marvel universe. But like nothing. It feels a little bit like you're walking into an you art exhibit. Wa- yeah. Where yeah, someone has I, totally changed a completely everything. Different thing. Like if I hadn't honestly not seen if it was not called Marvel demon days or demon wars or whatever i honestly would not have known that this was the um the the marvel universe like and i there were certain images that i would go like oh that looks a lot like this like it, this that looks a lot like carnage yeah do you know I think what if I'm it saying? didn't have i do i think if it didn't have i think it's enough though that if it didn't have the marvel logo on it i would be like this is copied pretty right. heavily i would say like oh she's i think she's ripping off marvel yeah like i'd fear for for yeah, uh, yeah. for a lawsuit right but i wouldn't think like oh this is this is just the Marvel universe reinterpreted for sure. You know, and honestly, if she changed some of the names, yeah, maybe I wouldn't because I think like the Scarlet Witch is one of them. You know what I mean? And I'm yeah. like, that's very specifically Marvel, right? And stuff like that, right? And Black Panther is very Black, Black Panther, <laughs> Black Panther. <laughs> but he looks a lot like like, like Black Panther, Black Panther yeah, yeah, from yeah. Marvel, yeah. Uh, or um, uh, yeah, um. <laughs> That's Scar- you said Scarlet Witch, and my mind went to now Scarlet Johansson, Black Widow. Oh, uh, yeah. 
it's like very clearly looks like still looks like Black yeah, Widow. And she has the logo in her hair and stuff yeah, like it's that. Yeah. But like I said, most of this is like completely, you know, there are a lot of characters who would come well, on. And you and know like, what really Marvel has shown the cojones for in this that DC might not be able to is the main characters are new characters. That's what I was wondering. Yeah. I was because the whole time the main characters, I was like, who is this in, yeah. the, in the MU? Like w- who? I could not figure it out, but they are. OK, so they are original characters. I'm, I mean, look, I don't have the entire Marvel repertoire embedded right, in my psyche, right, right, but right. I think I think so. Yeah, I've never. Yeah. I mean, it's hard because all the names, who knows? And they don't seem to have any real recognizable powers. I don't recognize the origin story. So right, I think right. they're new characters. Yeah, it's interesting. I. OK, so as far as reading Demon Wars just by itself, it's tough because for the first part of the story, it, it, it's basically like it's a simple story. The story is a young girl who in basically our world kind of goes through a portal. Doctor Strange. And then um, that one I got. <laughs> <laughs> and then is in like this kind of fantasy world with. Large monsters and different entities and powered beings and things like that. And they're like, you are actually you actually belong in this world. Just FYI. I don't know if you knew. And she's like, yeah, I was in the other book. You haven't read it yet. But yeah, I know I'm supposed to be in this world. And they're like this thing that we trapped by cutting we trapped by cutting its head off and and tying a rope uh, gate over it or something. That's basically what what it looked like. Uh, It got its head back and now it's stomping around everywhere and somebody needs to go stop it. you're it. So she's like, yeah, I got this. And so that, I mean, that's basically the, the kind of the plot. It's a pretty simple plot and it kind of barrels forward really quick. So that I got by the, it was the climactic battle really where people are little beings are coming in and they're like, don't do this or something. And I'm like, who the fuck is this guy? Right. Where the fuck did this thing come from? Well, I don't want to spoil this cause I think it is good uh, for, I think people should read it, but there is a, character who turns into another character at the end that I was like oh yeah uh, oh what is that and then I read demon days and I was like oh <laughs> got uh, it so this is thing. a callback so, to another character yeah I could feel like I all of a sudden I was like when I got to the climax battle I was like I'm too in this world right and I shouldn't be yet because I should have read like the stuff beforehand demon days so I'll just treat this like like t- almost two reading assignments at the same time. Demon Days, I really liked. And like I said, I'm not finished with it yet, but it, it moves really well. Both of these move very quickly. Like you can, I mean, you can just bl- like breeze through. Yeah, I'm a slow reader. I read them both in, I almost finished Demon Days in one night. I finished it in like 30 minutes the next day. Yeah. And so I really like that. It's really, and, and again, if you love the MU, then like this is, really cool because it is kind of neat to see how she interprets these characters because she's a very very different take on everybody and sometimes it'll it's sometimes you see a panel and you're like that's thor and then it takes me three pages to go oh fuck he's carrying storm and it's literally just because he says aurora and you're like oh right gotcha. yeah, yeah. and like, oh 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 did yeah. you catch um jubilee yes but that's another one that's a cool one like, too that i i was like i don't know who this is and then i was like oh yeah. i'm like i'm pretty sure that's jubilee it looks like her it has her color well it's funny i didn't think it looked anything like and her then they and said then fireworks and i was like yep yes. that's jubilee okay yeah cool. 
but yeah, it's it's varying degrees of like how on they are with it. So it's kind yeah. of fun in that regard. There's a fun guessing game you can do the whole time, mm-hmm. and that one's really really good. Uh, Demon Wars. If you get through Demon Days, I kind of want to now read Demon Wars again. Yeah, and read it all the way through and see how I feel about it's not it. Not a bad idea. I mix them up now. Like I'm, we're talking about it, and I'm like, was that in Demon Wars? Was that in Demon Days? I don't remember. They kind of flow all into each other. Yeah. yeah. But overall, listen. Demon Wars, I would say, like, as it's on its own, I would be like, mmm, skip. But Demon Days, it's kind of interesting, and it is kind of w- worth a look at. And then if if you get done with Demon Days and you're like, I like this, I want more, definitely move on to Demon Wars. I'm not like... Okay, yeah. Yeah, I, yeah, I think the way I would word it is they are both absolutely worth a read. It is... I think you will enjoy your and I think you'll agree with this. I think you'll enjoy the read much more if you read it chronologically. Yeah, for sure. For sure. I also, I watched a few videos of reviews of this to sort of get an idea of like who who like was it translated, who wrote it, who yeah. who did the story, like all that stuff. And um, a bunch of people were like, oh, you don't need to read Demon Days before you read Demon Wars. And that is technically true. But I think it's worth it. Uh, yeah, here's I kind of disagree with that mm. because, again, from I would say three quarters of this story, you're fine. Again, you can kind of enter in because it's already like a crazy world that you don't know everything about. Yeah. So like you can enter into this and for three quarters of the story, it's a very simple plot. It's like we got to go stop a thing. And we're going to meet people along the way. So we've seen this a lot and we can go along with it. But by the end, like I said, the cl- and I'm trying to make this as spoiler free as possible, but the climactic battle has a lot of people coming in and out and they're ref- they're talking to them. And I'm not sure why they're there, who they are, what they do or why it's a big deal or not a big deal. You know what I mean? Like yeah. there's a lot of stuff that I'm like, there's a lot going on here and I don't understand mm-hmm. what's going on. So I, it, that is where it becomes impenetrable, which is a bad place to become impenetrable yeah. is right at the very right. end. Uh, much like this episode, <laughs> but yeah, I, uh, yeah. Demon days is definitely worth, worth a read. And like I said, if you enjoy it, go on, go on to the next one. Yeah. Do you want your reading assignment? I would love it. Okay. It's the Fuhrer and the Tramp. Yes. <laughs> Let's try again. Yeah, I was debating on giving you now because of this Dark Knights of Steel. No, I'm going to wait. I want to wait until that comes, until the sequel starts to come out. Maybe I'll wait for that. I'm going to go with my original plan. Uh, let's do this. So a little while ago, I gave you Nemesis, right? And uh, one of the reasons was because they had the big dance going right, on, which yeah. is the Mark Millar. The universe. Like combo. The Millerverse. Mark Miller. Sorry. Fuck me. It's pronounced Millar. You, you fucking fuckface motherfucker. <laughs> so here's the thing. I, it got me kind of down a rabbit hole and I was like, I haven't read actually as much as of Mark Miller's stuff that I that I thought I had. Mm. So uh, I'm going to give you another one. We're going to go kick ass. Because that's one of his big ones. And I'm like, that feels like one I should have read by now. And it feels like one we all should have read by now. Yeah, it's interesting because we have read probably... I have read, because of the show, his least popular ones. Right. King of Spies, Nemesis. And yeah, Kick-Ass, Wanted, I haven't read, you know. Yeah, you haven't read Wanted? No. <gasps> I hadn't read any Miller stuff that other than this podcast. I thought I gave you Wanted. Nope. No, you gave me chlamydia. Oh, I get those two mixed up a lot. That's right. All right. Well, that's good to know. But let's do. No, let's stick with Kickass. We'll go Kickass. Is it like volume one or yeah, something? Yeah, it'll be here. I'm gonna. I'm gonna. Wait. Give me one second. Kickass 
the Dave Lazuski years, volume one. I'll send it to you. Thank you. Yep. But yeah, that's that's what we'll do for for the next time. Kick Excellent. ass. All right. Awesome. 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 Okay. Uh, other than that, oh, um, hey, Andrew. What? Hey, Andrew. What? Hey, Andrew. What? Where can they find us? Well, they can find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Pandora, SoundCloud.com slash The Media Lunch Break. I'm doing finger guns while I'm doing each of these. Uh, we're on t- Twitter, where our handle is at Media Lunch Break. We're on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube.com slash The Media Lunch Break. We're on Tiki Talky. I don't know why I called it that, but we're on TikTok where our handle is at the media. I'm for it. I'm for it. If Elon Musk gets that, mark my words, it's going to be called TikToks or Tiki Talkie. You know what? Why can't he take that one? Tiki Talkie. Oh, TikTok? Because it's good. Don't you you give him any Uh, ideas. Twitter was already a fucking hellhole. That's true. We have merch on Teespring. You can find that on Twitter. You can find that on Elon Musk's Hellscape. The barren wastelands of mm-hmm. the artist formerly known as Twitter. Uh, and that is a pinned tweet at the very top of the feed. So check that out. We've got some cool stuff shirts, mugs, glassware, other things, presumably. Glass shirts. Glass mugware. Sh- mugware. <laughs> Wear a mug and you can break a shirt. I will. I've always said that a good mug mm-hmm. will fit over your fist, and it's a, a pretty good self defense tool. Mm. Oh yeah, that's true. Uh, you can also find us on Patreon, where we put out videos, full length unedited videos of our oh. episodes a little early. They come out a few days early, usually, uh, and you can watch those <laughs> over there. <laughs> Some days they don't, but you can watch those over there. That's Patreon.com/slash The Media Lunch Break. You can send us an email at TheMediaLunchBreak at gmail.com. Visit our website, which is www.themedialunchbreak.com. Give us a rating and reviewing on iTunes, SoundCloud, or YouTube. And special thank you, of course, as always, to Julie. Thanks, Julie. For being super cool and vertical. Yeah. Like Andrew said, you can leave a rating and a reviewing, and you can leave it right in app, and it actually helps people find us. So uh, leave that five-star rating. And as I've said a thousand times, if you leave a five-star rating, you can honestly just leave whatever kind of review that you want in there. This week, I'll tell you what, if you leave a five-star rating... Uh, just give us a whole thesis on where the hell the MCU should go from here. So this, we've been talking about really just everything to do with the MCU and our thoughts and, and prayers, feelings on it and prayers, and thoughts and prayers uh, and our condolences <laughs> uh, to the MCU. And then we were talking about Demon Wars. Here's the thing, though. If you have an idea for us if you're like hey you guys should talk about this send it over to us if you saw something uh, a show or you read a comic or something like that and you're like you know what you should talk about next week it should be this thing right here send it over to us if you uh, are a creator and you wrote a comic or you made a pilot or you made a film or something like that and you're like hey can you make this the next thing you talk about and point people towards it send it over we'll talk about it or if you just read something you're like guys i just read the greatest thing i have a reading assignment for both of you send it over to us we want to get it we'll read it we'll talk about it if you made it we'll point people towards it next week speaking of which it's going to be the best damn day of the week, the Tuesday oh, news shit. day, it's the baby. Tuesday news and day. And finally more news going on. Um, so that'll actually be good. Yeah. After that, how do you feel about seeing Wonka? 
<laughs> I think I saw him die a little bit. I knew this was going to happen. Horizontal. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> and not in a good way. Let's do Wonka. Let's do I, it. I, oh, God, I do not want to. When, well, uh, it's gonna, you know if you don't want to see the movie, it's going to make a good episode. I know. They always do. Hang on. Let's, let's see what else is coming out in 2023. There must be a better movie. Aquaman comes out after that. But Napoleon. Napoleon's at now. I really want to see um, Bradley Cooper's magnum opus, whatever that is. Uh, Maestro. All right. When is Wonka? Wonka comes out, I think, on the 14th. Yeah. Yeah. I have no excuse, I guess. <laughs> I love this so much. <laughs> I saw, I was like, oh my God, of course, Wonka comes out. Now. I saw when Wonka was coming out, I was like... Fuck, I'm gonna kill Andrew right now. I'm gonna <laughs> fucking do it. it. I can feel it. Jesus I was so Christ. excited for it. I of was course like, oh, you were. He's gonna fucking die. And I did. This is great. Oh, watch that little twink sing and dance. Ah, uh, yeah. Wait, are you talking about Walker? Are you talking about Timothy Chalamet? Yep. Okay. What does Maestro come I'm talking about Maestro. Hugh Grant. December 20th. Is what? Is Maestro. Oh. Um, so idea. you got no excuse, bitch. There's Wonka and there's nothing else, motherfucker. Chris, why do you hate me? Ah, uh, it's genuine. So, so that's it. We'll, we'll talk about Wonka and then we'll talk about Kick-Ass. Ah, it's gotta be so good. Oh, man. We're going to talk about one of the greatest achievements in storytelling history. And we're going to talk about kick-ass. <laughs> All right. That's it. That's, uh, so there, look at that. There it is. We made a thing. We sure did. We made a thing. Yep, we did. And uh, as God is our witness, we're going to make another thing with Wonka. Um, but uh, so if you're listening to this, there it is. That's how easy it is. Go make a thing. All right. Go out yeah, there. Go watch Wonka. And tell us how it was so that we can make a thing much easier. So I can okay? brace myself. There it is. Yeah. Go make, go out and make a thing. Or make a thing better than Wonka and send it to Andrew for the love of God. Just save himself. But go. Go make a thing. Go. Well, stop. Stop. Listen. Well, don't stop listening. Sorry. But just go. Go. Go make stop a thing. Stop listening in like five minutes. And I hope we get off of here before that. Yeah. There it is. That's it. I'm done. I'm Freaking done. What's your take on... Hate it. (laughs) The fact that movies are not showing that they're musicals in the trailers. That is so fucking annoying. Yeah. All right. And it's not because I feel duped or something. Like when I get in, I'm like, this is because I like musicals. I'm fine with that. But like... I don't understand why not. Yeah. Like, just show the music. Show it's a musical. Like, if, if your worry is that people are going to see it and be like, oh, it's a musical. I don't want to see that. Why are you making a musical? Don't make a musical. Yeah. I, yeah that's always a great... that the, in, in the history of all business... Everyone knows the best thing to do is to trick your audience. But, you know, that always works out really well for you. It, whenever I see... A movie and it's marketed not as a musical and I know it's a musical all I think is oh your songs must be bad like do you know the Mean Girls movie coming out as a musical yes yes it is it's based on the Broadway show I know it is but I also I was just thinking of that that trailer came out and it was like I had no idea you didn't show one fucking song in that all right follow-up question okay in Wonka yeah in Timothy Wonk LeMay, mm-hmm. what homages are they going to have to the original? I I know, because I've already read that Pure Imagination makes some sort of a... Okay. Pe- yeah. Is he going to yell, you get nothing, you lose, good day, sir? Okay. But give me the other option. Is he going to... 
Is he going to have a boat ride where he scares children? Okay. Or is he going to do a little somersault when his cane gets stuck? Somersault. Yeah, for sure, right? As it's part of choreography, right? Yeah. Yes, it's going to be so. He's just going to somersault. It's not even going to, it's not, and it's not one. He's going to somersault <laughs> everywhere. He doesn't even walk in the movie. He rolls in the movie like a little, like, yeah. just like a bowling ball. He just rolls down the street constantly. And then yeah. he ends horizontally and someone comes over and goes, my God, he's dead. Yes. That's the end. Credits. 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 Yeah. The movie's 15 minutes long.